The family of a local teenager says she never would have left home without calling. It's praying for the best. I want my daughter home, man. And if she can't come home, I just want to know where she's at. These posters around the towns of Livermore and Jay beg anyone with information to come forward. Posters that Richard puts up every spring, never losing hope. An arrest in a nearly four-decade-old cold case. Thanks to cutting-edge DNA technology, the arrest happening exactly 39 years to the day. When Parabon Nanolabs used that sample to create 3D models of the suspected killer's face. It's heartbreaking. We miss her, and we're going to find her. We're going to keep looking until we do. It's like a never-ending nightmare. It doesn't end. It keeps returning and coming back. smiley face, a symbol of happiness and of joy. What if I told you multiple athletic men in their early to mid-twenties are found dead in the water, victims of what appears to be a drowning? What if I said some believe there is a gang or an underground group of murderers responsible for these deaths as sport? What if I told you in a number of these cases, a smiley face graffiti is found near the locations of the victims? Is the smiley face a symbol of happiness and joy, or something more sinister? Let's find out on our final episode of Season 1, The Smiley Face Killers. Tonight we are joined by Amanda Curry. You may remember her from a previous podcast about the missing person, Jeremy Alex. Tonight she's back to talk to us about the smiley face killer's theory, and the odd coincidences surrounding some of the missing men in Maine. Hello? Hello. Hey Amanda, how are you? Good, how are you? Hello, welcome back. Thank you, thanks for having me again. Yeah, nothing better to do on a Sunday night, right? Right, yeah. It's <laughs> kind of gloomy up here, I don't know about where you are. Oh really, is it like bad weather? It's not raining, it's just been like overcast all day, humid. Oh, we've been sunny here. Oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> Lucky. It's, a- <laughs> it's always sunny at my house. Yeah, nice, I'm sure. <laughs> So uh, we're going to talk to you tonight about the smiley face killers, and I know that that's something that you've kind of been researching for a while now. Why don't you uh, tell us how you got into it, or actually introduce yourself again. Um, I know many of our listeners may have already remembered meeting you before, but go ahead and introduce yourself again, and then tell us what got you into this. Uh, Yeah, I am Amanda Curry. Um, I am just an amateur sleuth, basically. Um, I used to be um, involved in media and of course there's a lot of different strange cases that come up when you're in media and um, certain cases uh, actually involving uh, well the smiley face theory um, had come up when I was actually working in in media Um, so um, at the time I hadn't really noticed uh, too much until I started noticing some coincidences and uh that's what got me looking more into it and then of course i got down that rabbit hole (laughs) yeah it really is a rabbit hole too but an interesting one (laughs) right so what is the smiley face killers um so basically it's a the smiley face killer theory um is something that uh the, the term was developed by um actually some retired new york city detectives 
um, a criminal justice professor and um, some other uh, very knowledgeable people um, that also noticed um, some strange coincidences. Uh, young men, um, usually in their 20s, college age, going into the river, and all of them um, kind of had the same exact circumstances. Um, so the more they looked into it, the more um, I, they, I guess, went down a rabbit hole. And um, the, the, the part that um, I kind of go back and forth on, um, of course, it's called the smiley face killers theory. Um, the term smiley face became associated with the killers um, due to a lot of the bodies are found in, in rivers. And a lot of these areas tend to have graffiti. And one of the graffiti marks that tended to show up was a smiley face, um, which it's one of those things. It is quite common when you see graffiti. I think um, when a toddler first learns to draw, they, the first thing they can draw is like a smiley face, you know, so. Right. Um, yeah, I, re I remember my daughter drew a smiley face with a rock on the side of my vehicle. Oh, well, that was nice of her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so sweet. <laughs> but yeah, so it's it's one of those things that um, I go with the term just because that's that is the 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 theory I guess is called the smiley face killers. Uh, whether the smiley face has much to do with um, the theory in general, I'm not really sure. Um, but it is something to be looked into. So they seem to go after men in their mid-20s, right? Athletic men? Yeah, the general, uh, I guess the, the general type that they go after um, seems to be college age, mid-20s. Um, a lot of them are last seen leaving parties or bars, places that alcohol have been involved. Um, they're usually white, and uh, they're actually usually slender or, like, athletic types, um, which I found to be interesting because, I don't know, if I was a, a predator, I think I'd go after the weak, right? But, right, um, yeah, that only makes these, more sense. Yeah, a lot of these guys were, were pretty um, athletic, a lot of them strong swimmers, um, which, you know, to... to end up drowning after being right. um, a strong swimmer is is a little suspicious but so it's almost like you know if you put into a phrase like hunting you know they go on a safari to try to get the big game it's almost the same thing with this where they're they're trying to find the thing that's more lucrative or harder to kill if you will yeah yeah it's definitely a predator type uh, uh, game when you really look at the whole um, theory. I know that sounds kind of awful, but um, the the overall theory is that this isn't just one killer. Um, once they looked more into um, um, this research, they investigated from the 1990s into the 1910s, and just between that time, they found about 45 college-aged white males that were found in bodies of water um, just across 11 states, and wow. that didn't include Maine. So, um, yeah, pretty incredible. Um, um, yeah, so, one of the so other Jeff things I, that... Well, go I'm ahead. Sorry. So Jeff and I should be safe because you said they're looking for guys that are in good shape. Ah, there you yes, go. Yeah. So, <laughs> thank God. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they might... Uh, if we know what they're looking for, maybe they start. They might start looking for something else. I don't know. Right. Right. <laughs> well, I float. Yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> You can, you can edit that out if you want. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Um, the, the other thing that, um, I mean, you guys might be uh, targets just because one of the other things that um, really kind of sold me on looking more into main cases um, was the fact that a lot of these guys are found um, in northern climates. Like Chicago is actually kind of a hot spot. Um, Boston is a hot spot. Um, but they're found in these these frigid climates they usually go missing in the winter when i you know you're both mainers or you know northerners will say and i i don't unless you're going ice fishing you're probably not going near the water in the winter right yeah that's that um, leads to a bad day yeah so it that alone is kind of strange that you know even if you're you're intoxicated why are they going near the water so did did some of these cases happen actually during the winter when when uh, when stuff was frozen over? Pretty much every case, um, a lot of the cases that um, the detectives looked into um, when they were developing the smiley face theory um, were in the winter. And once I started looking more into um, some main cases that were young men found in the river, um, pretty much all of them, I'll, I'll say all of them. Um, are in the winter, and and these were also the uh, they, they fit the, the rest of the mo right where they're college educated athletic types. Yeah. So once I started um, doing some more digging into Maine specifically, um, I found that there were other people that had had similar ideas or had looked into this as well. Um, there's a thread. I think it still exists today on Reddit, um, of course, where someone, you know, kind of lists a bunch of names that are possible cases. And I've gone through those names. I've found um, a few other names that aren't on the list. And um, I've developed a list of probably um, seven to ten names that um, all fit the general um mo i guess so what what cases are those do you mind sharing that with us no not at all um so the first one that um uh, that caught my eye um happened in 2016 um that was david bruneg he was um an mma um athletic uh jock type um you know went to a maritime academy so a very good swimmer and um the only thing that doesn't really fit for him is he's a little bit taller than the general um, victim. He was about 6'4", very tall guy, um, but slender and athletic. Um, and he was, uh, they assumed that he fell off the train trestle in Old Town. And that was on February 26 in 2016. And the reason that that case really struck me was that was my birthday. February 26 is my birthday. Um, so I kept noticing that they hadn't found this guy. And I knew because I knew when my birthday was that, you know, it's been a while. And so for months, I kind of waited to see what was going to be the outcome. And he was found on April 26, exactly two months um, to the day. And he was found um, by the sea dog in Bangor, um, which it's it's a little ways downstream Penobscot River. Um, but I've been down in that area and there's numerous smiley faces graffiti down in that area. Um, again, whether that has anything to do with the case or not, I'm not sure, but, um, right. just something to be noted. 
Um, but his uh, official uh, cause of death was ruled as hypothermia. Um, his last place that he was seen was um, around parties or headed to a bar um, in Orno. Um, so does fit the the uh, general victim. So they, the people that saw him at the party said he left alone and was going to walk home, I guess? Yeah, I think he was actually last seen going to like the areas where the bars are, um, which involves a shortcut, which is across a train trestle. So, um, yes, it is one of those scenarios that if you've been drinking, you're on a train trestle high above water. Um, definitely a dangerous situation. But again, um, athletic type and, you know, a good swimmer. Um, however, it was February, so the river would have been freezing, freezing cold. Um so it's it's one of those things. It could have been an accident. But then um, when you look into that one a little bit, I, I looked into um, other river disappearances. And he, again, he went missing on February 26th. There was a young man found in Portland Harbor on February 20th. Uh, of the same year he had been gone since january 1st new year's um so about two months um so i james dyer uh that was james dyer yeah so 23 years old uh david was 21 and um the two of them um James Dyer, a little bit different body type a little bit smaller but you know definitely um not uh, super overweight or anything like that. He was uh, fit the general description. Um, he was last seen at the Pearl nightclub in Portland, and he was found in the the marina um, by Demilos in Portland. Now he actually left with two guys, right? Like yeah, his. Um, I found a report where his mother was interviewed, and um, his mom said that um, two friends. You know, he was behind two friends, and when they turned around, he was gone. Um, so it, it did become, that was actually, um, a, an official, uh, criminal investigation for a while, but officially was ruled as accidental drowning. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't that, uh, one of the biggest parts of this was that, uh, they're always kind of off on their own, like they'd, they'd headed out on their own and, or there've been a couple of cases where, you know, they got picked up by someone that no one knew. And, and then, you know, they were found later in the water. Yeah, so a lot of um, the theories, um, or a lot of uh, the incidences, even though um, they, in the autopsies, it doesn't show any, um, like, date rape drug or anything like that, that seems to be a common, um, a lot of the people were, were last seen kind of acting maybe drugged or a little bit different or a little bit erratic, um, but they were usually last seen by friends or people that they knew. Um, but yeah, ultimately they ended up on their own somehow or somewhere. Now, was there ever anything found in these guys bodies or as far, you know, like drugs in their system? No. And that's, um, that's part of the, the mystery is, um, that's one of the theories is, you know, where, where it takes so long for them to be found. It takes about two months, generally, um, a month to two months. So, um, one of the theories is that they are actually, um, 
they're drugged, but then they're held and not killed long enough that the drug is out of their system. So when they are found, there's no trace of it. Um, Mm. Again, just a theory, but um, there's plenty of time in two months for, um, you know, for it to leave your system if you're still alive. So there's a, there's a drug out there too. I don't know if it's technically considered a drug, but I think it's uh, Columbia or Brazil. And it's called like, uh, Oh, devil's breath. I think it might be called where it's, it's a plant that they grind up into a powder and they can like, or or like a zombie drug, something like that where where they can like blow it in someone's face. And I don't believe it leaves really any traces, but it makes a person seem fairly normal, but extremely susceptible to persuasion. So, like, call girls would use it on on a on an individual and have him empty his bank account, like, go to an oh, ATM, wow. take all their money out, give it to them, and they almost, like, don't remember anything afterwards either. So, yeah. wow. I mean, there, there's some crazy stuff out there, and I mean, something like that would be pretty handy in this situation, right, where uh, a sizable individual, athletic... Something like that, uh, you know, you could get him to do almost anything you wanted. Definitely. And and if it's, you know, I was thinking uh, these, there's definitely has to be some sort of um, other, invo- either a weapon is involved or a drugging is involved because um, these are, again, athletic young guys. So um, how are they just ending up in the river? Right. Um, the next one, uh that um caught my eye of course i I, at this point i was already thinking um something strange is going on and then uh paul francis went missing from bangor and i remember saying to someone just you wait it will be two months and he'll be found and i you know it sounds awful but i was like this is this is this fits the theory um young guy um, he was 29, but he, um, if you see photos of him, he actually looks a lot younger. Um, he was a little bit smaller. So, um, you know, if you're looking for a college age kid, you would say, I, I you know, I would guess he would be. Right. Um, and he was last seen, um, at a party on Sanford street in Bangor, which, um, it's not super close to the river, not super far from the river, but I would say, um, it would take a lot of, um, random drunken stumbling to just end up in the river from where he was. Um, and of course he was found, uh, went missing December 4th, uh, was found January 25th. Um, so, uh, not quite two months, but, um, he was found, uh, under the Verona bridge in Bucksport. So he went from the Bangor area, uh, to the Bucksport area, which is where, um, other bodies have been found. Um, one more to bring up from 2016 was Matthew Foster. I don't have as much information on him, but he, uh, went missing from the Oasis bar in Portland and was also found in Portland Harbor. He was missing for about a month. So all, was it four of those in 2016? That's, yeah, 2017 is when, uh, Paul Francis was found, but, um, yeah, it's right. a lot of those kind of happened right, right in. And I, again, it was really kind of, uh, gave me goosebumps to see, um, James Dyer being found on February 20, 20th. And then David goes missing on the 26th. Right. Um, yeah. that was kind of interesting. And then, you know, not too long after David's found, we have, uh, 
Paul, he, he went by Junebug, so I just, I want to keep calling him Junebug, but, um, yeah, he went missing as well. And, um, so of course, uh, at this point I was just kind of, um, looking for smiley faces everywhere once I knew that this was a, a possibility and, um, I was working in the Bucksport area at the time um, that Junebug was found, and there's uh, on my my drive home. I, I decided to take a different route, and I went through Frankfurt. And there's a stream that leads right to the Penobscot River, and there's a massive rock with a massive smiley face painted on it. Mm. And my heart kind of sank because if you put a body in, in at that rock there's a chance it could end up in the Penobscot. Um, so, uh, I did some research and that rock, um, as far as I can find, I've looked on Google maps. I've found some other, um, pictures from the area and the painting has been on the rock for about, um, since like 2011. Um, but the strange part is that it's changed and some of the changes happen to coincide with, um, bodies being found. Oh, oh weird. Weird. Yeah. So again, it's one of those things could just be coincidence, but, um, yeah, I mean, we've, we've well, all yeah, been you get enough coincidences and they're not a coincidence anymore. Right. Yeah. It's just notable for sure. Yeah. So we've all been young and out drinking a lot and maybe stumbled around and, but there's no way it could be this many guys. It's all guys. Right. And that, that was the other thing I, you know, I started looking up. Um, just anyone that was found in, in a body of water or a river in Maine in the last 20 years. And, um, there's, a, a, there's actually a ton of cases, but a lot of, um, um, either the person was seen going into the river, they intentionally went in the river, um, and only one that was, um, unintentionally found in the river was, uh, there was only one female out of all of them. Oh, um, so I thought that was really strange, um, but it's also interesting. <laughs> yeah, definitely odd coincidence. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would also to play devil's advocate there. I would assume that you know when when men drink, they're a bit more prone to doing dumber things. You know, <laughs> it could be. Yeah, and and that's that's you know a lot of um, the naysayers. Um, you know, on this theory, that's the biggest thing is, yeah, when you're drunk, you do stupid things. You end up in, you know, places that you shouldn't. Uh, there was one case in Bangor that has been brought up. I've seen on um, conversations about the main smiley face killer. And um, it's just not, you know, the guy was seen behind a nightclub going into the Kanduska Extreme. You know, numerous people saw him. Um, so it's just, it just doesn't fit, you know, but right, there are right. a lot that do. <laughs> wow. The, these guys weren't, uh, typically heavy drinkers either though, right? Wasn't that another sort of, uh, point um, to a it, lot of this? Yeah, that's, um, James Dyer wasn't known to be a huge drinker from what I gather. David Brunig, of course he was, you know, college age, um, you know, in college. So he might've been consuming a little more than usual, um, as a lot of college age kids do. Um, right. Paul Francis, not a huge, um, uh, not known to get out of control anyway, is, is from what I understand. He seemed like a very um, somewhat mellow guy. Um, 
and um and he had a, a son too um so it's you know you kind of i think people tend to mellow out when they have kids but <laughs> not everyone <laughs> right um but um there uh the reason i actually kind of waited to talk to you guys um for a little while was because there was a case that came up um and i know that you guys are following it as well um Ryan, uh, I'm going to butcher his last name, Ryan Lamontag, maybe? Lamontagne. Lamontagne, okay. Um, he went missing on New Year's. And when that happened, again, my heart sank because James Dyer went missing on New Year's in 2016. Right. And I went, oh no, here we go again. Because it had been a while since, um, you know, anything had really happened in this area, um, that had struck me as a possibility. Um, and of course he was found, uh, very recently, um, almost, uh, he was, um, missing a lot longer than I expected, um, was just found maybe a month ago. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. And he was found, uh, in the general same area in Bucksport as Junebug. And uh, the strange part from from that um, is also that Ryan was, from what I understand, active in the search party for Junebug. They oh, and was. so they I might have been that. friends. Yeah, um, I've seen numerous people say um, stuff in the comments about how strange that is. Um, so that's something that has struck me as well. Um, yeah, with with like. I'm, I, I don't know the, the numbers of missing that, that happen, you know, with, with that demographic of, of males, right? But if most of the men that go missing uh, around Maine end up in rivers, like it, it also starts seeming like less of a coincidence too, right? Right. And there there was a case recently in Milo where a man ended up in, in a river. Um, mm -hmm. He... Um, just body type, um, appearance wise did not fit the MO and he wasn't missing for very long, um, had some health issues and, um, you know, so I know that bad things happen. I know that all of these could have just been, you know, wrong place, wrong time. With the guy from Milo, they actually had video of him walking out on the ice. Uh, oh, they did. I didn't himself. even know that. Oh yeah. Yeah. And yeah. fell through. Oh. But he was yeah. also, had been drinking a lot. Yeah. So again, I think accidents happen. I understand that. I, I see, um, of course, the the um, the detectives that came up with this theory, they've had a lot of people on both sides. Um, some that say, hey, I think you do have something here. And then you have a lot that say, no way, they're just drunk college kids. But I think that it's something that deserves to be looked into a little bit more because if you know, it's not just drunk college kids. If it's something more, why not investigate it? Right. And I'd seen that the, uh, like the FBI had said, you know, uh, you know, there's really nothing to this. There's nothing to look into, but I would almost expect them to say that even if there was something, because you don't want to start a panic, right? People right. thinking and that, you know, someone's out to get them. Yeah, exactly. And there's, um, you know, there's numerous cases from Boston, but of course Boston has a bigger population. So does that mean that's why there's more cases there? I don't know. You know, there's a lot of different factors. And again, the smiley face thing, um, personally, I don't think that has too much to do with it. Um, but it is something that, 
is um it's it's a coincidence but it's also if you were to leave your mark um i guess it would that would blend in <laughs> mm-hmm. so not to hold you to anything but what is the percentage of men that have gone missing in rivers that are in their 20s is it like 85 percent of the people or is it more than that even i'm not i don't i'm not exactly sure on that um I know that in, um, I only have the data from the detectives research and, um, the, um, those that were found in rivers specifically, um, they'd all been drinking and college age kids, like every single one of them. Um, other than like one that had been boating that doesn't really fit. Right. Yeah. It seems like a, a pretty good target if you were to go after one, right? Because you kind of have most of your bases covered for you know, probable cause, like, oh, this is probably what happened to him, sort of deal, right? And that's why um, the the two people going missing on New Year's, what better exam, like, what better day, you know, for people are drinking on New Year's. That's the, right. the best excuse. Oh, they were drunk and they fell in because it was New Year's. Yeah. Um, and uh, the hard part, the other part is they really, um, have the ability to cover their tracks because if a body goes into frozen water or cold water, um, the body ends up a lot different than if it goes into hot water or, um, is kept, you know, um, uh, not, or unpreserved, I guess. Um, so, uh, yeah, just being able to have the, the frigid temperatures, the um you know the the certain special days um yeah it's it's all kind of a a perfect cover-up i guess (laughs) well we just had a a gentleman on and i feel bad because i can't remember his name but we were talking about um some boys that went missing and uh he was saying that cold water actually has a tendency if if i'm not misquoting him it has a tendency to actually keep bodies lower in the uh in the water during uh, right. during cold climates, so right, yeah, and that's another reason them. people are saying they're not found for two months, um, which uh, is totally possible. Um, you know, if they're hanging out down below, and then it gets warmer, of course, in Maine, right. so that would be when they'd surface. Is is there has there ever been speculation that uh, they weren't just put into the water? That maybe they were held for a time, or is it just is the assumption that? Yeah, that's definitely um, the case. A lot of them, um, oddly enough, are found with their wallets um, or in like kind of a staged position, um, like someone put them into the water in a certain way. Um, The thing is, like sometimes they're found without their shoes and their shirts, but they have their pants with their wallet, you know, so everything else got ripped off them, but not. You know, I, it's just uh, there's a lot of um, oddities. There's a lot of stuff that I think that the um, the police don't release. You know, just for their own investigation reasons. And right. Um, but I, 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 one of these cases, I'm I'm not going to say which one, just because I don't want to get myself in trouble. But um, I know one of these cases. Um, I've talked to a couple different officers that. Although it was ruled, um, a, a, you know, an accident, um, they definitely had some questions about it. So um, there are some officers that are thinking, you know, maybe there's something else. But like you said, I don't think they want to cause too much panic if they don't have 
too much of a lead or you I mean if it's multiple killers across different states how how would you find that or figure right. that out right yeah that would be a nightmare to try and track that down like one person acting alone uh sporadically would, would be difficult enough but you throw in multiple people involved and it'd be a logistical nightmare trying to track them all down or you know and connect them all and yeah right. yeah it's yeah. um yeah didn't one of the detectives supposedly he was able to get on the dark web and got into this chat room with a group of people um i don't know if you read this or not amanda but basically like they, they they're on the dark web they create these scenarios they as a game to them like they okay oh okay yeah i go. think i have yeah i know what you're talking about yeah but they don't really communicate with each other right is what um because i was trying to figure out like that would be the easiest way to be caught would be if they were talking to each other somehow you know right but i don't think they are so how does this all happen so it must be some dark web something yeah and, and something <laughs> like that like and that's that's all like a mystery to me that whole dark web thing i, I yeah. don't understand the premise but like and, and that could be something as simple as like a form right where people say like there's a premise and this is kind of what we're going to do and you know it just kind of happens like they put out a mission statement people agree they close down the page and then people just go for it you know Right, mm. totally. And it's also, um, you know, it could just be copycat killers. Once you right. hear of this theory, oh, I'm going to be the smiley face killer of my state now. <laughs> so, right, um, right. I mean, I'm not personally. Don't quote me on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get myself in trouble here. <laughs> Have you read anything on David Polite's research, the Missing 411 series? Yes, um, definitely. Um, he's been involved in some of the, um, like the National Park disappearances, right? Yeah, I think. Yeah, and he's got some books now where, like, uh, guys that go missing, urban scenario. Uh, but he talks about them having, a lot of them having German descent. And I know Bruning huh. is, is German. And there's a couple other names on your list that I believe are German as well. Interesting. I haven't, weird. yeah, I hadn't heard that part, but. Yeah, it's, um, there's definitely seems to be a lot of coincidences. Um, a couple, I have a, a few others on my list. Um, yes. Uh, Adam, uh, again, I'm horrible with last names, Camaretto. Um, he was in his 30s, but he looked a lot younger, um, kind of like Paul Francis. Um, but he was missing April 27th, 2019 to uh, May 27th. Uh, 2019 so one month exactly um, he went missing from the Clipper Tavern in Portsmouth New Hampshire and was found in Newington New Hampshire um, which isn't too super far but is also um, a lot of he, uh, his scenario fits um, so I just wanted to mention that one because it's it's not just Maine it's it's everywhere I think and of course if you look up cases in Boston you'll get lost in that for days <laughs> Is that another reoccurring thing as well, where people show up exactly like a month or two after? Um, that's that's one of the things that kind of I don't know if I'm just like a, a dates person, but like these some of these dates like just are too um, too coincidental to me, um, and um, just yeah, timing wise. Um, so Adam Camaretto, um, he was found, you know, May two thousand nineteen. The killer takes a little break, comes back up to Maine, and that's when he finds uh, Ryan from VZ. 
So I don't know. <laughs> it all there's no overlap. Hmm. I'm I'm reading some of the cases on that thread. <laughs> the Reddit yeah, thread. the thread I have gotten lost in that, and I've um, honestly I've I've looked into. Um, all the names on that list and, and it's actually um, some of the guys have been found um, to be alive and well which is always exciting and right. um, there was one other um, case on that list um, another man that was a little bit older um, from Rwanda did you see that yeah. one yep. um, and he um, other than um, uh, I don't know other than maybe his age and his, his race um he fits everything else. Um, so he's another one that I have a question mark by. You, you didn't want to attempt his name? No, I'm not going <laughs> to. <That's a, laughs> thank you. <laughs> Everesti Manzanga. Yeah. Manzanga. But Man. yeah, it, the little blurb at the, the bottom of that information says um, unrelated, but he was um, so apparently in a documentary into the heart of Rwanda. So mm-hmm. kind of neat. Now, I, I had heard that there was uh, a situation that a guy was uh, supposedly someone to come up to him one night. He was he was one of the guys that would have fit this scenario. And someone pulled up, like, in a van and attempted to get him to come into the van. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, like, I got friends to meet or something else. And he didn't go, but that same night someone else goes missing. And uh, they... You know that person was found in the river, sort of scenario. And I'm hoping I'm not butchering this either, because I'd actually watched a documentary, is what it was uh, quoted as being. But uh, come to find out, you get to the end, and it wasn't. It actually had a lot of the cases, like the stuff from the cases that was factual, but they were playing their own sort of dramatization within the middle of it. Okay, so yeah. I'm hoping I'm not pulling from that. I tried to, I tried to wipe all of that from my memory best I could, <laughs> but. You know, it's out there on YouTube, and it, it claims to be a documentary, but, uh, yeah, they have their own sort of agenda throughout the uh, documentary. They're making their own sort of drama series out of it. Interesting. I did see on, on that same Reddit thread, there are um, a few comments from people's personal experiences with strangers approaching them or um, trying to slip the, something in their drink. So um, that is also something interesting to read. Um but again, that could happen anywhere. Right. 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 So it's the perfect crime. <laughs> it, it could be, right? <laughs> it could be, right. <laughs> it's, it's almost like they're collecting trophies because this is the hardest target, right? Right. Yeah. And, and, um, like you said, or, or we kind of said before, um, it, it is almost like a game with the dates. Like, is anyone else going to notice this or, um, or just timing-wise, it, it's, I don't know, something about the timing is, is strange to me. Um, but I can't I can't figure it out, and I don't know if I should figure it out, because then I might be in trouble. <laughs> I don't fit the MO, though, so. <laughs> well, maybe they'll make an exception. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a lot of information. Um, of course, the, the um, detectives that started this whole thing um, had their own show on... Um, the oxygen channel in 2019 so if you want their whole um now, overview was what was that show called was that smiley face killer um it was called the smiley face killers the hunt for justice 
Um, but one of the cases that they feature um, as one that they definitely think is a, a victim um, was in Boston, and that's not that far from Maine. Oh no, that's maybe what you know where you're going from here. I think it's like from my house, it's like a four-hour drive. Yeah, so easily um, could be in range. So. Yeah, there's also, um, I want to throw this out there, there's someone called the Happy Face Killer. Right. Totally different thing. Don't get it confused, because <laughs> there's a lot of information that you can get really confused about. But And he was actually caught, right? Yes, yeah, he's like on, on a whole nother level. But <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah so I, again, there's Reddit links and all kinds of other information out there, and I probably have missed some stuff, so... Other people should dig around, check it out, see any other weird inconsistencies. So if if I'm someone that's researching the same thing with you, how do I get in touch with you if I wanted to talk to you about it? In touch with me personally? Um, yeah, I'm on I Facebook. You wanna, <laughs> I assume you want to talk to people about it. Yeah, I'm on <laughs> Facebook. Um, and if you can get me on Facebook, then I'll give you my information from there. Um, but you, I also am av- um, available by email. Um, my email address is a main like the state and then dac at gmail <laughs> got that it's a main to see no one ever gets please. that <laughs> i wonder why <laughs> if you have to explain the joke i know i try to be clever <laughs> Oh, and then actually, uh, oh, go ahead. No, no, you're, you're good. I was just going to mention that um, we were contacted by a television show that was interested in your interview about Jeremy Alex as well. Oh, yeah. And and uh, they said they still want to talk to us. They're finishing up filming something else, and then they want to come talk to us. So I thought that was kind of cool. cool. Yeah, so. any chance to get um, you know any of these people's names out there? Some of these people are just not mentioned enough, I don't think. Um, but we've also mentioned or talked about the, uh, there was a body discovered in the, the river, the stream in unity. So I'm still waiting to see what's up with that. Yeah. I haven't heard any updates on that one. I don't think, um, from what I understand, they haven't, they don't have enough to get, um, I don't know if they can't get DNA or, but basically they can't make any sort of identification at this point. I read that they ruled out any missing person in Maine. Really? Yep. Interesting. Well, that could be. That, that, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and we'll the have to see. We'll have to keep for, The body's been in the water for many years. They said for a long time. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be. I'm very intri- intrigued by that one. I don't even know how. Uh, what 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 uh, body of water was it in? It's a little stream in Unity. Uh, yeah, sandy wife, stream or my wife and I actually just this past fall went along that there's a big bridge that goes across that little stream. The yep. whole walking trail and everything. We were just there this last fall and then they find this body in the spring. Creepy. Really, Travis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So much so much for locating the lost. <laughs> right. It, it makes you makes you wonder how uh, how a body can be in, in the water for, for that long, right? For years. Without Yeah, and it's but it also gives somehow. you hope right like some of these people i assume will never be found but maybe i'm being too negative maybe they will all right yeah we can only hope right 
yeah, I, I try to stay hopeful. But Maine's a harsh climate to get lost in. True. And not much uh, resources by uh, the police. No, yeah, and that's, I just, um, Maine does not have the resources for the investigation that's necessary sometimes, I think, or the, the drive. Right, right, for the for the scope of, like, potential, uh, you know, hiding places in Maine, yeah. like, could be a forensic nightmare, and the, the money that would be required for that, the state just doesn't have. Oh, yeah. Is there anything else you want to add, Amanda? Uh, no, I think I covered everything um, that I know at this point. But again, uh, I'm hoping that other people hear this and, you know, maybe put things together that I haven't put together. Um, you know, sometimes it takes me writing dates down to go, holy moly, those are, that's a coincidence or, or more, you know. So absolutely, there might be some things that I've missed or other people have missed. Well, we really appreciate your time and all your effort on trying to help solve some of these things. Yeah, well, I appreciate you guys bringing it to the public. <laughs> yeah, and this is our uh, our season finale as well, so we brought you back for a second time for our uh, for our last episode. Oh, cool. Well, thank you for having me on this <laughs> special episode, and I'd love to come back as soon as I have something else to talk about. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure Maybe. we'll find something. Maybe season three. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'll let you guys, you know, give other people a chance to talk, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, Amanda. We really appreciate it. Well, thank yes, you, much. guys. Always All good right. to talk to you as well. Thanks, Amanda. Have a good Thanks. night. Thanks. You Take too. Care. Bye. Bye. We would like to thank Amanda for joining us again and for the time and effort she's put forward to find the answers for the missing. If you have any information about tonight's case, please contact the Maine State Police at one 1- 800-452-4664. Also be sure to follow our Facebook page at Locating the Lost and subscribe to our YouTube channel of the same name to keep up to date with what's next. Thank you all very much for a great first season. And as always, thanks for listening. Five-year-old Taylor, Taylor Williams led investigators to Alabama this week. So we have some breaking news from Florida. An arrest has been made. Dinged after years of agony, a glimmer of hope for the family. Investigators spent hours searching through this house off Pennsylvania Avenue. What could be a major development in the search for missing Alabama teenager. Tonight, a stunning twist in the search for Taylor. Somebody out there knows something. They want to lay him to rest their way, not by somebody else's way.